As Australia's only national tile specialist, we're wrapped. You voted us number one. You want great prices, great range and awesome quality. Get all that and our lifetime warranty on tiles when you choose Beaumonts. Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Beaumont Tiles. I choose Beaumont Tiles, you should too. For tiles, bathroom wear and now hard flooring. And Harris Scarf. Shop in store or online today. Harris Scarf. Great brands, great prices. And welcome along to Homestyle. I'm producer Jane Neild and it is the highlight of my fortnight to uh, jump into a studio, chat with Shana Blaze, whether she be in the city, in the country or in the studio with me. Of course, Shana Blaze, interior designer, judge on the block, TV star, let's just say all-round TV star, film producer, <laughs> so much more. Hello, Shana. And in this post-Easter episode, we did talk a lot about Easter entertaining last time. How are you feeling? Did you go hard on the Easter eggs? Are we all good? Well, sadly, um, I film on every Sunday and the, the block does not rest for Easter um, or birthdays or Mother's Day. <laughs> so it actually is quite good because I don't eat chocolate normally, so I'm not tempted on Easter Sunday. But our, our little discussion last time was all about the hot cross buns. So I was all about the hot cross buns and that went for all weekend. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of you. I was just like, oh, Shana wouldn't like this. I'm making a dessert out of a hot cross bun. Uh, so, <laughs> well, Did you, you make cheesecake hot cross buns? I didn't in the end. I didn't because no one else was up for it. Everyone was like, with you. They're like, no, why would we turn something really good into something we're not sure about? <laughs> Um, with the formula. Yeah. Having said that, didn't have to entertain large groups of family, so it was a more intimate dining experience uh, over Easter this year. Now, you did mention the blog there, Shana. I did want to get a little bit of an update. I know that you can't tell us too much as the series progresses, but one question people have been asking me is, is the block going to tone it down a little bit this year? Are they going to scale back a little this year? Because last year so we saw those huge properties in Gisborne and like everything that opened and shut, all of the luxe details. Is it going to be a smaller scale and maybe not quite so high end this year? Or have you got a sense of that yet? Look, it definitely... Um the size will be smaller. <laughs> the size of the blocks, the houses will still be quite big. Um, but we've only just started, so it's hard to know this, the, the effort of and budget of Lux. But as much as people say scale it down, that there is a standard in the before and afters, that if you don't do a certain level of Lux, people are going, oh, that's a bit boring. And as much as we say we want it scaled down, visually if it's, if it's scaled down, it's it doesn't have the impact on TV. So it's one of those ones, if that's what you want, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually so true, though. This is also a television show because I think people get it, especially people obsessed with the real estate market, get a little bit fixated on the fact that, oh, you're not going to make money doing it like this or that's a bit over the top. But we want to be entertained, don't we? Totally. And that's the thing. Like if we did it like a... Um, uh, a normal reno, would it just be like a slow burn as a documentary? And I think that's the thing is that we want to see something new and innovative that, you know, so many people get their ideas from um, 
the block and so many people look at new products and things like that. So that comes with a certain standard. It comes with a certain elegance and price point. And have you actually sort of got a sense of whether or not there's a couple of contestants who are going to knock people's socks off? I remember the last couple of years you've said, yep, I reckon those guys are going to have a career in interior design or at least renovating and and DIY. So have you sort of seen some of those standouts already or too soon to tell? Look, I think too soon to tell because it's been a little bit of a, a rocky start you know, some are good, some aren't, and then the next week the other ones are good and the other ones aren't. So there's definitely flair and there's definitely um, some really big personality um, rooms, whether they're big personality people. I don't know. I haven't met them. But at the same time, you know, there's personality and then there's also a little bit of like, oh, should I go this far? So until it goes to the air, I don't know whether they're just sort of being conservative or they're a bit scared or hesitant. Um, So I I think that makes it fun too because one of my favourite things about the block is seeing people grow and – there's room for growth here already. <laughs> That's a very tactful way of saying things. Uh, and Shana, as someone who's deeply embedded in the design world and I'm sure has all the latest products and things landing on your desk, have you walked into a room yet and gone, oh my gosh, I've never seen that. Where did that come from? I want. Who's the supplier? Where did they get it? There was actually a light fitting that was, and I can't say because I'm going to give it away. No, don't tell us. There was a light <laughs> Well, it was an actual light and the way it works that I went, oh, I haven't seen that before. And it all took us by surprise. So that was exciting. Oh, that's good to hear that there's contestants who are digging up little gems that perhaps you and the judges don't even know about. Uh, Of course, we need to thank our sponsors, Harris Garth and Beaumont Tiles. Beaumonts have new hard flooring range in store. It has landed hybrid luxury vinyl engineered timber at selected stores now. Let's get to some styling basics, Shana, because as I usually do, I've been looking at your Instagram and checking out some of the fantastic content that you post on there. Uh, But you actually did a little styling video the other day, which I love when you sort of go, here's a really simple thing to do. Here's how I am going to style a console. Um, So you can jump on Shana's Instagram and have a look at this one. But one of your commenters, one of your viewers actually sort of posted on there and said, I struggle with styling. In my home, I want it to mean something to me about me, not just objects in a photo shoot. So, Shana, I thought as we do a little design focus for Beaumont Tiles, we could have a look at this issue and that sort of common thing of is it just for show or does this actually reflect my personality? So tell me a little bit about sort of a simple console uh, styling and perhaps some hints for the listener who felt that maybe it wasn't quite as personal as they needed if they do it themselves. Well, I, th- I think that's really interesting because the one that they were picking at, I'm actually sitting here looking at the styling right now and that is my styling. So, it, it, it you know, some people might think it's not personal, but all those objects are personal for me. And just because I have it simple and pared back, that is my design aesthetic. Like this is in my city apartment. This isn't in my country home. And so I, I think it's the the parts of it that is connected for you that makes it special. Um, and I, I remember I did I did um, sort of make a comment on somebody doing that is that what is personal to you will mean something else to somebody, you know, in what is personal to them. Like in mine, it, the lamp, like it was 
a lamp that I'd wanted for so long and, you know, it, I saved up for it and it was something that was like a little personal um, present to myself that I, I saved up to buy this really incredible lamp by an amazing designer. And then, you know, I had um, coral that I'd, I'd sort of worked with and then I had books and every, every book means something to me and, you know, there, there's quite a few little different things there and also I designed the console, so that was personal. <laughs> So, Shana, for someone who doesn't design their own consoles and and have, you know, designer lamps waiting to be styled, how do you actually suggest people sort of do this little project? Because I'm wondering, like, do you have to clear that side of the room, clear all the space out? Like, do you have a cupboard full of lamps and trinkets and things or are you just moving bits and pieces from other places in the home? Like, how do you sort of go, all right, today I'm going to do this side of my lounge room, this element, and get it all organised. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I, like I used to have a, a cupboard full of stuff when I used to do um, a lot of design shoots and that was really, and also with clients, you know, you might have to buy things for clients but to get the best price you have to buy two of them and the client doesn't want oh, two so you've got to spare oh. one hanging around. So, okay, well, that will come in handy in something in the future and it always does. Uh, so there's, Definitely that part of it. But I also had a girlfriend who used to switch styles all the time and she literally had shelving racks in her garage that we'd call it the the styling area. So she just had all these different stuff so she'd grab onto. I definitely switch around cushions so you keep the inserts and then maybe just swap up some of the inserts, some of the covers, and that gives you a few different looks throughout the year mix and match, bring them, you know, one from two years ago and just bring one out and it actually works with everything. But by using the same inserts, it means that you're not creating this bulk that sits in the cupboards. I I think the other thing is that if you love something, it's going to work in any room. So you know that you can change things up without having to buy things all the time. And that's the really important thing. I always talk about your investment pieces, which your investment piece should be able to go in any room of the house, meaning it could be a rug. So your rug could be in your lounge room, your bedroom. It could be in um, the office and it just moves around. And then just by doing that, it switches up a space. Then also with your styling is really um, the balance and the way that I had my console, that one that we're talking about, it's got a very large impact lamp and that really is the hero piece so everything else there needs to complement the hero piece if you have lots of little bits and pieces and or lots of sort of big and medium they all merge together and to get a clear slate would you recommend taking artwork off walls moving pot plants getting rid of rugs and like to sort of get in that clean space before you decide what look you're going for you know what it it is one of those things that what is the? I work out what is the look and feel before you do that because otherwise you're clearing and starting from scratch and it might be too confusing. So it might be a case of take out the pieces that you're not liking at the moment, take out the pieces that just feeling a bit funny but you might work with them and then keep the ones that you know work and you love, then slowly layer back from there. Excellent. So not quite a blank slate. That can be very overwhelming for some of us. <laughs> well, a blank a blank slate means that most people um, end up doing nothing or they just throw everything back in. It gets too confusing. A starting point is always a better way to go because then you can bring in and take out. 
And do you still purchase things, Shana, that you could imagine one day, you don't actually have a spot for it yet, perhaps not quite the style yet, but do you see things and just go, I know one day that is going to be so a feature in my lounge room or are you still stashing things away in the uh, the garage storage section? No, no, no. I have got all my stashed stuff in Kyneton right now or here in Hawthorne. Um, I'm not somebody who who changes up every six months or 12 months or anything like that because I know my sense of style and I know what I love. So I make, um, I make sure everything sort of works together. So I don't, I'm not an impulse shopper. So if I buy something, it tends to be for a friend. It tends to be a candle. It tends to be something, um, that I know is going to be functional. So, um, no, I, I, I'm not that person. Not that there's anything wrong with some of us who like to have <laughs> pretty things. <laughs> uh, you are listening to Homestyle. It's Shane and Blaze with you. I'm producer Jane Neild. And we are here for Harris Scarf and for Beaumont Tiles. Beaumont's new hard flooring range has landed hybrid luxury vinyl engineered timber at selected stores now. We're going to answer some listener questions, Shana. And next episode, so I'll give people the chance to send in their emails podcasts at sen.com.au. We're going to do a bit of a bumper Q&A, Shana, because people really love the opportunity to pick your brains and to get some advice from the very one and only Shana Blaze. So if you've got a question for us for next episode, podcasts at sen.com.au. All right, we're going to talk books here, Shana, with a listener question from Jenna in Queen's Park. Before we start, are you a book person or keep the books on the Kindle and minimal amount of dusty books in your home, Shana? Oh, my God, there's something about books. I think Carrie Bradshaw said it perfectly in Sex and the City, one one series, and it's It's something about turning the page. Um, the Kindle, I've never used one. I don't gravitate. I know people say it's fantastic for travelling. I don't connect to that whatsoever. I love holding a book. I love falling asleep and it dropping on the floor or on my face. There's just something <laughs> about a book. And, and there's also something about capturing a page uh, I absolutely love. So you have a lot of books or are you managing to keep this sort of, you know, habit in check? <laughs> No, I have a lot of books. I have to say I haven't been buying as many books as I normally do because I have Audible, which means that it's an audio book. So I listen to it in the car. I listen to it when um, I'm on a walk sometimes or, you know, that sort of or doing the, the cleaning of the house so I can get my um, not just a podcast. I, I love a book and especially um, ones that are by the actual uh, person. So, yeah, you know, the author got, reading or narrating their own book. Yeah. Uh, blows my mind because they put their energy into it. So, yeah, I haven't been buying as many books. I'm definitely um, actually possibly I did lie before that um, an impulse buy is a beautiful coffee table book. <laughs> I adore, adore. Um, but then is it's an impulse buy? Not really because it's changing up my room. It looks amazing and I'll always be able to read it and gain knowledge. So, you know, I get yeah. a lot of value. 
they're not just pretty and beautiful to look at. Some of these uh, coffee table books actually have incredible amounts of, like you say, knowledge to be uh, garnered. Now, this one, obviously, from Jenna. So she's a, she's a book person. Dear Shana, would love your thoughts on displaying book collections. I'm a sucker for a beautiful book, new or secondhand. What are your thoughts on colour coordinating bookshelves? It seems to be a big design trend or has been to group all of your books on your bookshelves in order of their cover colours i.e. all the greens on one shelf, all the reds, all the oranges together. It looks great when I see it done on Instagram and in magazines, but is it a passing trend? And should I bother? Is it worth it? Also, how on earth do you find a book by a particular author if they're all in colours, not alphabetically ordered? Jenna in Queen's Park. Oh, my God. I It is one of my pet peeves. I really don't like it. I know a lot of stylists do it for photo shoots, and I've even seen in magazines of designers themselves doing their own bookshelves like that. And I know, no, because it, colour isn't what it should be. It should either be certain heights of novel, because novels all tend to be mostly the same height. So I tend to put novels together. I tend to put genre together. So that becomes a personal taste because if you're reading those books, they're a little bit tattered. They're not perfect, which is what makes them so good anyway. I also like to mix my bookshelves with not just full-on books, is just have a little breathing space in there of like a little ornament of something that means something to you or just have like one book um, book stand. And I, I think it's really important to sort of make it a little bit more eclectic rather than a straight library. And if you want to do it alphabetically, you can, but then you tend to get different heights and it tends to get a bit messy. So if you look at genres and types of um, authors that sit together, you tend to get the right sizing um, on the shelves. And we talked a lot about texture in the last couple of uh, podcast episodes. I always sort of love, you know, I've got really old bound books from my grandmother, great grandmother. um, And I love sort of grouping the textures of that old, it's like linen almost um, that they used to cover books with. And then you get your sort of, you know, your penguins with the oranges in that sort of more paperbacky feel in the 60s and 70s. Is that something you can sort of consider like the actual the feel and texture of the books as you place them on a shelf? I think so because if you you look at the Penguin books, they always tend to be classic authors. So you've got a genre already happening there. And with the textures, they tend to be ones that aren't going to be read constantly. So they can just sit within a shelf creating a moment. So you could actually have, you know, the Penguin ones in the centre and the linen ones at the top and then everything else is scattered in between. So I'm guessing there, Jenna, the short answer is no. Shana is not a fan of the colour coordinating and sounds like it's a trend on the way out, Shana. Oh, look, I don't think it was really a trend other than photo shoots, really. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny, isn't it, how something is so constantly in your Instagram feed that you're like, is everyone doing this? And it's like, no, probably not. (laughs) No. No. <laughs> You're listening to Homestyle. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles, their new hard flooring range has landed hybrid luxury vinyl engineered timber at selected stores now. So head on in, see the team at Beaumont's. So much more than tiles. And thanks to Harris Scarf. Now, Shana, I noticed that you went to an exhibition opening the other day, Goddess Power Glamour Rebellion. And this is at ACME, the Australian Centre for the Moving Image, their Melbourne Winter Masterpieces uh, exhibition. 
I'd love to hear a little bit about this. And people often sort of write in and say, you know, Shana, how were you inspired? What inspires you? You know, what sort of um, things in your life had led to your style and your design approach? Well, this was an exhibition all about 120 years of the moving image and the women who have just changed things so much, including like gender transcending superstars shaping their own characters. We're talking people like Marlena Dietrich, uh, Marilyn Monroe, Gina Davis, Margot Robbie. Tell me about the exhibition opening and how inspiring you found it. I thought it was incredible. Like one, there was so much glamour and the divine Gina Davis was there. Like, (gasps) come on. Unbelievable. And she's a glamazon. And, you know, she has a charity that was part of the um, the Goddess exhibition because her part of what she does is, you know, empowering women in film and TV and giving them a voice um, to move forward and, and empower their career. So I think that's really important. And there was a lot of that. So there was lots of strong women going back to, you know, Marlena Dietrich and Catherine Hepburn and I and even Marilyn Monroe. And it, so many people just think she was a look and a figure, but she was somebody who was a very smart, intelligent lady and knew how to play that game in her own way. And, you know, she I don't know if any many people know it, but, like, she stood up for Ella Fitzgerald. And um, I think it's really important that the women supporting women at a time where women were squashed and meant to be just something pretty on the shelf. And, you know, they were sort of showing the, the empowerment of rebellion and goddess at the same time in the fact that if you want to be as sexy as all get out and empower yourself and empower other people, um, what's wrong with that? So you don't have to just be picture perfect, something that's for the silver screen. So there was all different versions of what glamour is, different versions of power in the fact of like owning something but also empowering yourself and empowering other people. So there there was that really strong message. Um, But also like looking at some of the the magazines and, and, you know, Marilyn Monroe was in one of them of like, you know, it was they had them photographed as though they were debutantes and it was just like, you know, five women dressed up glamorous as debutantes to Hollywood. Did they do that with the men back then? Absolutely not. So the rebellion of not standing up for that. So there's a lot you can take in. The exhibition isn't huge, but if you take your time with each stand, um, there's so much to read into it. Yeah, I find also fascinating when you actually get to see costumes in person. So I went to the Elvis exhibition last year that was in Bendigo, the gallery there, and it was just so bizarre that you're like, that's actually the costume he wore at this particular gig or that you've seen on the TV or on record covers so many times. Do you have that real sort of visceral reaction when you're actually right there next to a really famous outfit or piece of clothing? Yeah, absolutely. They had the dress of Marilyn Monroe from Some Like It Hot. And who knew that she had a little love heart patch on the on the back? <laughs> and it was just something that was like, oh, okay. Um, but it was, you really just cannot get over how tiny they are. Mm. Tiny, tiny, tiny people <laughs> in stature and also in shape. Except Gina Davis, of course. She is a glamazon. Did you actually get to meet Gina Davis, who is, yes, yeah, she is rather tall. And, and Shana, you're not exactly, um, you know... <laughs> overly tall and lanky. Did you actually get to stand next to Gina? 
Well, actually, I was one of the lucky ones because she didn't do any meet or greets and she didn't actually talk. She was just part of the ex- part of being there. And um, I had one of those days where, you know, when your, um, your Uber cancels three times on you and that you have a really hard time getting out of the building and I was running really late and I li- thought I'd missed the red carpet and I ran in and I was basically the last person on. <laughs> so I'm standing there getting my photo taken and then as I walk off, um, one of the people grabs me, oh, Gina's just about to come on, hang around. So she literally brushed my shoulder going past and I smiled at her and she smiled back. And then she stood about a foot away from me getting a picture and I went, well, that's the best I'm going to get. It was pretty amazing. So I got a picture of her right next to me without me in it, of course, but uh, that was amazing. And she's she's divine. Like she just has this air about her and she's so lean. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Glamazon, I think, totally sums it up. So that exhibition, if you're interested, is uh, Goddess Power Glamour Rebellion, and that is on at Acme in Melbourne and maybe travelling to other states later. Uh, And if you want to check that one out, just head to the Acme website. Shana, one little last uh, listener question, and, of course, we're taking your questions for a bumper Q&A episode next time here on Homestyle. You can send us your questions to podcasts at sen.com.au. This one came in a couple of times. I've seen people sort of asking similar questions, uh, Shana, from Jeremy and Natalie in Sydney. What is on trend right now with interior painting? Are feature walls, rooms and colours still in vogue? I think people are obsessed by the return to colour, aren't they, Shana, after years of just painting everything white? Yeah, I I, I think it's, it's quite strange that we're caught up on feature walls when it's not what it's about anymore. Feature wall was a real late 90s, early yes. 2000s <laughs> thing. Yeah, and it was all reds and and coffee and it was suede effects and it was just like this one standout wall. So it's, it's not about doing a feature wall anymore. More. It's about just doing a wall that's going to create an impact for that right moment. Um, but one of the biggest things is painting all the walls the same colour. And whether that's a dark, heavy, deep, rich colour, which I did in Kyneton in the ballroom, um, and also in the parlour I did it in this powder blue all the way around, then doing your wallpaper on all your walls. walls. So it actually, a lot of people think it encloses the spaces, but it actually makes them larger. So if you do your flooring in a similar depth of tone to your walls, you get this larger space. But it's about creating an incredible mood. And it's really about if you want to do just one wall, absolutely, you can do it. But don't call it a featured wall. Call it an impact wall in the fact that what's the type of impact it's going to make? Because a feature wall is about grabbing your attention, not about the intention of what it does to the room. Interesting. So you can really create more impact by enveloping people in a feeling than just bang, one big wall that hits you when you walk in. Yeah, because the thing is also like, you know, an impact wall, you might have one wall of one colour, but it might be behind you when you walk in. So that becomes your impact rather than your feature. There you go, Jeremy and Natalie. That kind of answers that question, away with the feature wall. It's about the impact wall. Uh, if you'd like to send a question to us for a Q&A session next episode, podcast at sen.com.au. Shana, what's on the agenda? Are you busy in the next couple of weeks or busy enough uh, basically being a judge on the block? I think that would pretty much fill in the schedule, wouldn't it? 
Oh, I'm pretty busy enough, but there's a few little projects that are, um, you know, ticking away that I can't talk about. But when and when I can, I don't know. But there's enough to keep me busy. Oh, intriguing. <laughs> I hope that you'll tell us here on Homestyle First if it's anything uh, that requires a, a big media release. And, of course, thank you to our supporters, Harris Scarf, and to Beaumont Tiles. Beaumont's new hard flooring has landed. Hybrid luxury vinyl engineered timber at selected stores now, and they make Homestyle possible. I'm Jane Neild, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Shana. Fabulous. Always enjoy it. Thanks for listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Harris Scarf. Shop in store or online today. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices and Beaumont tiles. I choose Beaumont tiles, you should too. For tiles, bathroom wear and now hard flooring.